Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Radio. Welcome to a very special episode of Backchat, powered by Fleet Network, and that's all thing cars. Look, this man that we're joining, is joining us today, he doesn't really need cars. He's a runner. Uh, I'm going to tell you a bit about Tim Franklin. He joins us from the United States. He's in a small town in um, Mississippi right now, and we're going to chat to him in a second. But you're wondering who Tim Franklin is. Tim Franklin's trying to break a world record. Right, and he's in the middle of it right now. He's trying to run around the world the fastest, Brisbane to Brisbane. That's right, going around the world. We're going to ask him if he's going to hold his breath to get under the oceans, but <laughs> we're going to chat to him right now. 26,232 kilometres is the run, 433 days. That's or 65 kilometres a day, which is, is a marathon and a half. 17 rest days across those 433 days is scheduled in to break this world record. Five continents, 22 countries. Tim Franklin, you're a freak. Welcome, mate. How are you? I'm well, gents. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. Now, we can be honest to our audience. We've had a couple of uh, small technical, technical issues, but we're, we're hoping this one holds right. true. Mate, where are you? Where are you in the States right now? I'm currently in a little town called Macon uh, in Mississippi. So if you're looking at a map of the states, we're heading east. Um, we're about 10 to 15 kilometres from the Mississippi-Alabama border. Right. So um, fancy. You're in, a, you're, in a, you're in a one and a half star <laughs> motel. Is it all safe there, mate? What's going on? Yeah, uh, I mean, safe's one word. Um, it's not the word I would probably use to describe it. In the last two hours, we've had um, two police raids um, in the motel uh, with guns drawn and, and cop cars flying in from all directions. Um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm sort of not really wishing to open the door to see what's happening, but, um, but yeah, it's been action stations here. Can you please uh, lock the door? Is the door locked? <laughs> Door's locked, curtains are drawn. Um, I'm hiding under. I'm hiding under all the the, the pillows. Now, you're, mate, you're not running from the police, are you? Like this whole thing is <laughs> a big getaway. Oh, I think I'm running from something, Dan. <laughs> mate, um, we're going to get into the run and and the mechanics around that and and the story a bit. But as you know, and you're a backchat fan, I know you are. You listen to us on the road. You know what question's coming. Now, you may not be the most famous person we've spoken to, but I think you're the most intriguing, and I can't wait to get into it with you. But we can't start without this first question. Your greatest sporting achievement. We know you can run. Of course you can run. I mean, seriously, who can't? I mean, is there anything? I can run. Yeah, correct. But we're here to tell you that's all good, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. But I want to know your greatest sporting achievement, not on the track. I don't want to hear about running. What do you got for us, mate? I know you'll have something. Uh, I'll probably take you all the way back to um, grade six. I think I was 11 or 12 years old. Um, and at the school I went to, uh, we did Tuesday afternoon activities. Um, and uh, my teacher at the time was an avid lawn bowler. Um, so he decided to take us to the local lawn bowling rink. Wow. Um, and teach us the game of lawn bowls. And I happened to uh, have a little bit of a knack for it um, and ended up re representing. Queensland in, in lawn bowls when I was 12 years old. 
Wow, state lawn bowler. That's right up there with the best of them, Timmy. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah I, uh, I was competing anywhere from someone that was 14 or 15 all the way through to, uh, you know, 80 plus, uh, getting around on a Zimmer frame and everything in between. What? So it wasn't like the junior champion. Like you, you were just a young kid playing in the state side. Yeah, I, that that was that was junior junior states. But I also I also represented like the local region in opens and played pennants and all that sort of jazz. Yeah, um, yeah. and retired retired from lawn bowls at the ripe old age of thirteen. <laughs> oh mate, that's unreal. Sure, you would have had some of the older boys filthy with this young kid coming through and being all sprightly and stuff. <laughs> well, they they were they were actually from what I can remember they um they loved it um you know they'd all be drinking their their ponies and their pots and smoking and I'd be having a lemon squash um you know sitting outside wasn't allowed into the into the bar area because I was underage and the pokies were in there and yeah there was yeah plenty of Saturdays spent down on the lawn bowl rink it was good it was actually really good fun so mate talk us about this world record we're going to go back to the start in a bit but you're trying to break a world record right now no one's ever done it as fast as you're trying to do it run around the world right now where, what what day are you um how far into it are you what present day what's going on yeah so so seven people have um completed the whole the whole journey um one other australian um finished it in 2013 and that's how I met that gentleman in 2017, and that's how I even knew this was a thing. What's his um, name? And then in, uh, Tom Dennis is his name. He's a Sydney guy, lovely, lovely bloke. He's been, you know, I've been on the phone to him nearly every other day. Wow. Um, wow. Just, just talking through, you know, what the, you know, the emotions, the physical, mental sort of exertion I'm going through. Uh, he's been great. Um, so I knew it was a thing, and then I just did a little bit of Googling, and a gentleman uh, by the name of Serge Girard, a Frenchman, in 2017, was uh, finished it, and he finished it. Uh, so the, Tom had the world record. It was 622 days, and then Serge did it in 434 days. Wow! So he, so wow. he absolutely, he's a monster. He's a he's a 65 year old Frenchman, and just is a monster. Um, so so he did it, and um, and that's the record I'm chasing. So I sit here talking to you. Uh, gents, and I'm in day. I'm at day 132, um, and I'm about seven and a half thousand kilometres um, into it. So I'm, I need to be averaging 60.4 k's a day, and I'm currently averaging 59.2 what are you k's doing a day. Running. <laughs> Stop talking about this. You should be running, man. So I, t- I actually today today was a really tough day. I've had a really really good week i suppose the weather's been kind the terrain's been quite good um but today i had an awful night's sleep last night i think you guys might have seen my story on instagram but it was putrid um and then i was and then it was headwinds and raining and trucks everywhere and i ran about 15 k's to a coffee shop and said bugger it let's go have a coffee and i never came out of the coffee shop well, we've both got so many questions about this. Mm. I mean, we're going to get right into it. I want to go back to the start, though. Like, tell us about Tim Franklin. Some of the guys and girls we've had on this podcast, people know about. No one knows Tim Franklin. What, what's, what's your story, mate? Take us back to the start. Uh, where you grow up, where you're from. How would you get where you are? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, um, pretty standard sort of story, I think. Um, born in, born in, in Brizzy. Um, to probably two of the greatest people that ever lived happened to be my mum and my dad. <laughs> um, and then we moved to moved to Melbourne when I was a young kid and then back to Brizzy when I was about 10 and we've been there ever since. Um, uh, played all the sports as a kid growing up, cricket, uh, footy, cricket in the summer, <laughs> footy in the winter. <laughs> Tried to do a little lawn bowls, <laughs> heavy lawn bowler. Um, uh, didn't really run a lot, was never good, did the cross country because you had to at school, did uh, athletics because I enjoyed it, but I never made any teams. I just kept turning up um, because I enjoyed it, always back of the pack. And then and then when I got it later in high school and then early uni, I sort of just lost my health and fitness completely, you know, just overate, ate terrible foods, didn't really move much, smoked drank, all that, sort of, all that sort of jazz. And then when I was 23, 24, I decided to make a change and I went for a run um, and that was 2.2 kilometres and it took me 28 minutes. Wow. And it was 
one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And I really, I really haven't stopped since, to be honest. I got into triathlons not long after that and then ultra sort of distance triathlons and ultra distance running. Um, and here I am. I, I can't help but think that you're like a real life Forrest Gump. Like I'm sure yeah. you've heard that before, but like what you're attempting to do here, mate, is I just think absolutely incredible. Like we've seen guys like you know Ned Brockman did it over here, got a lot of um, media attention over here, ran from Perth to Sydney. But but what you are doing, mate, like you are you are doing half a marathon every day. I, I, look, I'm going to keep harping on that. But so um, you spoke about your lifestyle and the choices that you know you were making and and that led you to running effectively. I've read I've read on your website that um, you said running saved your life. I mean, is that is that around physical, mental? Like, can you speak about that? Yeah, probably probably more physical. Um, um, I was just, I, was, I mean, I topped out at about 120 kilograms, um, eating, you know, just e- indulging in, you know, terrible foods and always, always zigging when I should be zagging in the decisions we made, like me and my mates, great people, but just making terrible life decisions. Um, so for, if definitely from a, um, definitely from a physical standpoint, it, it made a huge change in my life. And then, and then, Mentally, I mean, and, and the positive impact it's had, just the people I've met and the, the journeys I've got to go on as a result have been, you know, just unbelievable. Do you, do you have a moment where you decide to do this world record? So, like, um, you get into running, you're doing ultras, you're doing all that. Is there a moment that you can remember where you say, I'm going to be the fastest man to run the world? Uh, there's definitely a moment where I wanted to do the run. Um, the world record just became a thing. That, the, the goal was to be the fastest Aussie to do it. And then I thought, well, why not try and go under 500 days? Um, and then and then that's before I even knew. I, I knew that, that there was a really a world record. Um, and, then, and then I saw, well, what's the difference between 500 days and 433, I'll just give 433 a crack, not knowing that that was um, eight and a half kilometres a day extra, um, <laughs> <laughs> which, which adds up significantly. Um, uh, so that was it. But in 2017, I was actually sitting on a plane flying out to run across the Simpson Desert uh, to do an ultra marathon, and, the gen- and, the, and there was a gentleman next to me on the plane reading a book written by Tom Dennis, who... Mm-hmm was the gentleman, that, the Aussie guy that had run around the world about his run. Tom was sitting behind us on that very plane. Wow. Wow. Really? Yeah. And did you, I, yeah, had you, you'd met him before though, right? Had not met him. Did not, did not know it was even a thing before <laughs> then. Wow. Crazy. So, so, yeah, you, and, so, so the, the seeds planted, um, okay, I'm going to run around the world. Okay, there's a world record. I might try and do that as well. Can, what's what's the planning process like? Like both both physically and logistically, I imagine there is just an absolute mountain of work to get through. Uh, to be honest, Will, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Absolute, it's an absolute nightmare. Um, logistically, it's probably far outweighed the physical uh, exertion I've put in. Um, wow. But I tried to I tried to go in probably somewhat naively. Um, because who knows, like I've never run across America before. I've never run across South America before. So I don't know what I'm in for. Um, I just asked Tommy a lot of questions. Um, um, and then, and then training wise, other way I've run really consistently for probably the last eight, nine years, sort of big volume. Um, so I just upped my volume a little bit. Um, before I left, I was doing maybe 200 Ks a week. Um, um, and at the moment I'm running 400 to 450 Ks a week. So, Uh, yeah. So like the, the, the training, uh, you know, you can't, if you're going to run an 800 meter race, right. You're training, you're probably doing a practice 800 meter somewhere around (laughs) the line. You're not, you're not spitting out 26,000 Ks or uh, is the, is the training quite similar to, you know, running enduros and you're just trying to sustain that? Like, I just can't get my head around how you would actually prepare physically to do something like this. Well, you can't, I think, is what, what I've learned. Um, I think you get fit on it. 
I think if you, I was really mindful when I started the training. I didn't want to turn what was already a four to five hundred day run into like a six or seven hundred day run with all the training. Yeah, yeah. Because mentally that would fry me as well um, as physically. So I just, yeah, I, I just, I, I didn't. I probably came in seventy to eighty percent fit. Right. So you're gaining fitness as you run. Like, is that a stupid uh, question? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think I'm stronger. I don't think I'm fitter. Right. If that makes sense, I'm not. I'm running slow. Like, I, I don't. I hate that word, but I'm running not as fast as I would at home if I was training for, say, a marathon, or so, even a multi, like a week long race. So you say logistically, it's harder than the physical side, which again, that means it's quite hard logistically. I would have assumed. <laughs> but what what sort of stuff goes into it? Have you got people helping you do this? Have you got a partner back home? Have you got family? Have you got people employed? Like, how do you do this? Have you done it all yourself? What's how have you done it? To plan. Yeah, so yeah, so I just started planning it on my own with a couple of good mates. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm single, no family, um, which makes definitely easier, um, you know, to, to do. I'm, I'm there, like, no one's sacrificing for me to be away this long, I suppose. Um, but I've just got so I've just organised mates um, to help me out. So and they're they're crewing for me. So we've got a car on the road, an RV here in America, and I've just got a mate um, driving that and supporting me. Um, and then back home, I've got, like, a guy that has, who's sort of our ops manager um, who's just in charge of, like, logistics. And, and then I've got a social media uh, friend of mine as well who's, who's helping me um, back home, and, and they're putting together those all those reels um, that if you if you you see on Instagram, so the team's pretty skinny because yeah, it's ninety five percent self funded. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've I've been saving pretty well every penny for the last sort of five or six years. Um. To to put into this endeavour, but I, as you can, I, I don't know if you can see, but I got I got some a couple of really key sponsors in in Fitstop Fitness, uh, SBP Australia, a construction company based in Brizzy, um, AKXN Sports Management. Uh, Kenwell, you know those guys have thrown in. You know they, they've 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 put money in to support my run and my charities, and they didn't have to. Um, and they're all sort of companies that I'm associated with in some way or another. So I've been really grateful for that. But yeah, most of the most of the financial um, input is mine, and it has to be right. This is a selfish endeavour. Mm. Well, that's my next question. Why are you doing it? Uh, great question. I mean, it's obviously the question I get asked other than am I crazy uh, is why. Um, and the why is a couple fold. Firstly, I want to do it. I want to, I want to go and see the world. Like I, I thought what better way to see it than just really slowly running through it. I've now revised that to get a bloody car and drive it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um um, and, and, and I didn't move a lot, uh, through my teenage years into my early twenties and the, and the impact it had on my health, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally was extraordinary. So movement is so important, I think. And I, and, and if a simple, you know, bloke from Brisbane can go on a journey and, 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 and run around the world, then hopefully I can, you know, people can aspire to want to move. So I want to get the world moving. Um, and then I've got some really cool cha- charity partners that I'm closely associated with that, that I'm hoping to raise, you know, awareness, but also some funds for. And that's so that, that they're probably my three key drivers for this run. So, I mean, sponsors, how bloody good are they, yeah, Dan? We exactly. bloody love sponsors. We love them, Timmy. And we love your sponsors. We love our sponsors. We love sponsors. So, like, one big reason I wanted to speak to Tim was how intrigued I am by this. I'm going to get into the nitty-gritty of all the details about running. But another reason was, and I haven't really spoken to Dan about this, but I, I just think we need to raise awareness for what Tim's doing. And yeah. clearly, incredible feat of human endurance, but... Um, I think I think sponsors-wise, I reckon we can drive this a bit, Daniel. Right. What do you think? I yep, think that's a bit of a challenge in. for us. I yep. mean, if, if Tim can just go and run around the world like 27,000 kilometres, I reckon we could probably go and find a couple of sponsors for him, maybe. <laughs> um, now, let, let, let's let's get into it a bit, mm. mate. What's 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 day one like? You're heading out on a 27,000-kilometre run. I stress about going for a two-kilometre run, pushing the kids around in a pram. What <laughs> is day one? Do you feel fresh? Are you like, oh, this is easy? How good? <laughs> yeah, I, 
Day one through 10, I don't think I've ever been more full of self-doubt in my entire life. Wow, really? Yeah, I've never been borderline scared, I guess, really nervous sort of. uh, Day one was overwhelming. I um, I started at South Bank. I don't know how well you know Brisbane, but South Bank Parklands in Brisbane, like smack in the middle of the city, Um, and it was park run. Um, So I started with that. Again, getting the community moving is a big thing, and there was over a 1,000 people turned out to see the start of it. Wow. Um, which was, uh, I, I'm not normally lost for words, but I was a nervous wreck, to be honest. Um, yeah. It was really overwhelming. Um, so, yeah, the first first few days flying into New Zealand, I was full of self-doubt and, the, and then getting used to being alone, you know, out on the road for eight to eight and a half hours a day on your own um, when I'm used to being around people all the time took like I felt really lonely um but once I got into it that that dissipated and I was like I'm going to finish this I, I will I break the record well I'm going to damn well give it my best shot but no matter what happens I'll finish this bloody thing yeah. so that self-doubt sort of subsided um I mean I still go through pangs of it now but I know that I'll get through it hmm. how do you know how do you know that oh, that that's what the questions I have like how you know, you're trying to break a world record, and I assume you've you've thought about you know not being able to do that if you if you can't do it. How, how do you how, how are you so strong mentally to know that you're going to finish this? Um, because, um, I don't really see another option. To be honest, I, I I've started it, and and it might yeah you know it might take me 430 days. It might take me 800 days. Who knows what the next year looks like? But I know, like I know that my that I'll get through it. You know, walk, run, crawl, whatever it takes. I'll, I'll finish the next. Just like obviously a major catastrophe occurring, but yeah, I've I've got all the confidence in the world that I'll finish it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I have to. Right? Why would, why would I um start it if I didn't think I could at least finish it? Because it's bloody hard, mate. I don't know. I've got some. I got. I got. You know. I personally wouldn't be heading out on a ride. I just think it's incredible that you're mentally strong enough to do that. What's the route like? What? What's what? So you start in Brisbane. How do you plan that route, or is it a set route? No, you can you can choose you can choose whichever way you want to go. There are certain rules, so I have to I have to pass every line of longitude in one direction, um, and that obviously includes like crossing ocean, so flying or boating across an ocean. Um, I have to run on a minimum of four continents. And for a continent to count, I have to run a minimum of 3,000 kilometres on that continent and finish or start or touch um, one side of the continent within a kilometre of the ocean and then finish on the other side of the continent within a one kilometre um, leeway of the other ocean. Wow. Who sets these rules? Was it just the first person that did it? Yeah, I think, I, I think it's relatively arbitrary. Um, <laughs> um, uh, there's, a, there's a World Runners Association, uh, Phil, Phil Essam, a, guy, a gentleman that actually lives in Canberra. He's the, the president of the association, and the only way to become a member is to complete the run. So there's seven members. Um, and, yeah, so they've, 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 set, the, they've set the rules. Um, yeah, so that's... Yeah, there are other ones, but they're the, they're the sort of sort of key key ones that you got to you got to worry about. What a club, seven man club, <laughs> and you've got to go and run twenty seven thousand kilometers. The to get, thing to ever do. Correct. So, <laughs> do you know if the guys who have done it do they hang out? Do that? Do they see each other? Do they speak to each other? Is there actually correspondence? <laughs> Matching blazers. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going for some sort of masters blazer setup. If I manage to get this done, I, I want something pretty serious, to be honest. <laughs> Um, uh, they, they, they talk, they've all spoken to me, um, and, 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 and when I've asked them some questions, but I don't, they're scattered throughout the world. There's American and Aussie, two French or Frenchmen and a French woman, uh, a couple of other Europeans amongst them all. So, so they're spread out far and wide. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know if there's a quarterly board meeting. (laughs) <laughs> what, what what advice do they give you? What do these people that have done this say to you? Uh, they did tell me to enjoy it. All of them pretty well. Like there'll be parts that are 
crappy and shit house, but just 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 try and enjoy you know the privilege of you know having the means to do it and the the ability to even attempt it um, has been just and slow down, just slow, run slow. You got all day, just run slow, and that's probably the hardest. That's probably they're the two things I've really grappled with: enjoying it and um, and slowing down. Is that what the hardest part is? One hundred thirty-two days in, as you reflect, what's been maybe what's been the what's the hard stuff physically, and what's the hard stuff mentally? Um, physically, I've just I think my body adapting to what I've put it through. Um, uh, I had really like some really sore quads probably in the first couple of weeks. Uh, maybe three weeks in, running through New Zealand, both my quads seized up, so that was painful. Right. And then, um, and then in the states, about day, oh, seventy-five to eighty, I got um, basically what was early onset um, uh, shin splints. Right. Um, it was like like uh, it's like I think like some sort of uh, tendonitis running up the shin, and I got them on both on both shins at once, and that was extraordinarily painful, extraordinarily painful. Um, for about 20 days, I was just, I was running uh, in just agony, really, to be fair. Um, so that, that was the hardest physically. And then mentally is being, enjoying it, you know, just getting up every day, um, going, shit, I've got to run 60 Ks today. And, and, and flicking that, that mindset, especially when I was injured. Uh, the last 40 days have been the hardest because the weather has been absurd. I've had like, they, I've had the worst floods they've had in California in 50 years. I had to run through. Wow. I ran through a, a blizzard in New Mexico, which is nigh on unheard of. I had a tornado in Kansas. Uh, I just had this freak heat wave through um, Louisiana like last week. You know, it was like 15 degrees hotter than it is now. Uh, just absurd sort of weather, and I've hit it all. So that's that's been hard mentally as well. Just going out and block headwinds and all sorts of stuff. When, when you get injured, um, how do you, you know, usually people just take time off to recover, but you can't. So are you just, do you just run through the pain until it stops and then your body gets right? Or I don't know, how do you process that? Yeah, pretty well that, Dan. I mean, you just, you just, the body's an amazing thing. The body will adapt over time to whatever. It will heal itself pretty well. So if you can if you can just put up with that discomfort for for however long, then then save it for being a fracture. The the body will will I think heal itself. I mean that that's not. I'm, I'm obviously if I was a doctor, I would be saying take some time off and recover. <laughs> <laughs> but um and and as a like as a run and triathlon coach myself, I'd be like let's just ease it back a bit. But for this particular endeavor, or, or to really push the body, the body is an amazing thing. Like it just, it literally heals itself on the go. Wow. Do, do you think that's the biggest risk for you? Is, is injury, or, or is it you know the the, the the mental side of it, or is it the equipment and what you're wearing, or weather? Like, what's the biggest risk for you? Uh, it, it, the biggest risk in terms of not completing would be Sorry. yeah, 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 would be. Um, I don't think an injury. I, I mean, if I was, if it was a significant injury, I'd just take time if I needed to, and then keep going. Um, it would be a COVID, another outbreak, or something like that. Uh, civil unrest. Um, that's probably the biggest things, or visas being denied, or something like that. Yeah. Which is a little, uh, that's the logistical nightmare. But everything changes all the time. Um, no access to countries. Like from when I basically when I started preparing for this run until now, the the entry requirements into Chile have changed, and I didn't know that. I only found that out like just before I left because when I looked at it, there was no visa requirement for Australia for an Australian passport. You just pay fifty bucks at the gate, and then it changed to you need a ninety day visa, like and all that sort of stuff, which has been you know it's 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 mind boggling really. What's been the best part? I've talked about, you know, we've talked about injury and not completing and, and the hard parts, but what's been good about it? What's, what's, how have you found the fun and enjoyment? Um, the best parts by far have been when people have come run with me yeah. or invited me into their homes 
for a meal or a night's accommodation. Um, uh, and then all the messages and stuff I've received from back home or from any like randoms, like, like I've been getting messages from guys, like people that I've never met before. You know, that's the, you know, we talk about, you know, how shit social media can be sometimes, but that's the benefit of it. I've had people, you know, I had a 65 year old bloke message me the other day saying he's, you know, battling through like stage four cancer. And the fact that I can get up every day and run however far I'm running inspires him and pushes him to go and sit through his chemo treatments. Wow. You know, like getting messages like that is, that's what gets me up every day. And, and then, and then, yeah, the people running with me, I was running through this tiny town called Cactus in Texas. And, <laughs> and it's uh, like, it's literally the only reason it exists is there's an abattoir there, like a huge meatworks. And there's like Guatemalan immigrants, like, like Mexican immigrants from all over the place. And they've got they're one of the teachers at the elementary school is an avid runner. So he, he has a two to four grades, two to four cross country club. And they came running with me and I ran through there on a Saturday morning and they all came out like 60 of them came running with me. Wow. Like it was, yeah. Like that was, and I, that's, that was the middle of where my shins were giving me the absolute worst. And I was just, I was, I was an emotional wreck. I mean, I was just cried my eyes out when I saw it because it just meant so much. Right. Yeah. How do they, how do they find out about it? Are you, do you have a team working on that? You know, the sort of PR stuff or is it just word to get, getting around? Yeah, it's a, a bit of both. Like I don't, I don't really have a PR team. I've got a, a guy that's helping with me with media. Again, it's obviously a, a expensive endeavor, so I can't spread myself too thin um, on stuff like that, which is really disappointing because I'd love to, but we put posts up on, on like we, we Google like local run clubs and just might post on their Facebook and say, hey, I'm running through your town in a couple of days. I'd yeah. love for, you know, you guys to come and run with me or, or whatever. And they, you know, they, they either do or they don't. It's really hard to organise too because I'm not necessarily starting at the same. And I've got to start every single day where I finish the day before exactly the same spot. So I can't, like, drive ahead to a town and keep going. Um, so the logistics behind organising meeting times is, is really hard as well. How are you feeling, mate? How, how are you feeling right now, physically, mentally? How do you feel right now? Tired, really, really, really tired. Like, I, I, I'm really trying to, like, really trying to switch off. I really have a difficult time, you know, just switching off and just, just running. Like, I'm constantly thinking, all right, what do I need to do? How many Ks? How many Ks have I done? How many more Ks do I have to do? If I do this average per day, how many days will that take me to get home? All that sort of stuff. Um, so I'm just trying to just go out there and just go, I've got eight hours run, lift your head, look around. It's an absolute bloody privilege to even be able to do this and see these places, you know, like I'm going to have like so many tales to tell, um, just to make sure that I really take the time to, um, to, to embrace it and, 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 and live it, I guess, and don't be present with it. Don't just flitter it away, get home in a, in a year and go, I fucking hate it every moment of that. Because <laughs> uh, it was too hard, so so that's what I, that's where I'm trying to get. But at the moment, yeah, pretty just pretty tired. What what are you seeing on the road? What what sort of the strange things you've seen that maybe you didn't think you were going to see, or just things that have happened to you? You're like genuinely, like what the fuck is going on here? Other than being oh, raided, yeah. raided while you're sitting chatting to back chat. <laughs> yeah, apart from the occasional police raid. Um, uh, I, I was running along. I don't even know where I was. I was. So I was in some town, like maybe just just outside, just in like maybe the edge of Arizona into whatever state was next to Arizona, Texas, I think. And I was running down this hill and there was this bloke just walking along the street, like we're in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, are you all right? I was like, are you all right, mate? He goes, yeah, I just got out of prison. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's like, there was nothing around. I'm like, where did you come from? He goes, I'm just walking, I'm just walking home. I'm like, okay, do you need me? Like, I said, are you, do you need anything? He goes, can I borrow your phone to make a phone call? I'm like, yeah, of course you can. Like, just expecting him to take the bolt. Um, <laughs> but he just made a phone call, thanked me, and off he went, kept walking. Wow. It, like, that was, oh, that was just, that was odd. Um, and the other thing that's been, is the, uh, probably, the, the weather has been extraordinary, but roadkill. 
like I've seen so many. Like there's so many animals that are just not street savvy. <laughs> what about um, what about trucks and cars? Are you getting close um, close in contact close with them? Yeah, yeah. I've probably had I had one one truck in New Zealand like drive at me. Oh. They had to like jump out of the way. Um, but for the most part, they've been brilliant. Um, I've had a couple of car for like I've been hit um, once by like the side view mirror of a car. It wasn't going that fast. Like it was just in a, in like a uh, sort of roadworks. Um, um, and then a couple of times I've had to like jump out of the way. Cars just haven't seen me. Um, but trucks have been unreal. So I've got, I'm just, I, to keep the fun in it, I play a little game. You know, I try and, you know, just as a kid, you know, you like, you do that to try and get them to blow their horns. <laughs> I literally do that at every single truck um, and, the, and, and the trains as well. Um, have been heaps of fun too, blowing their horns. So that's that's yeah. But the, the cars and trucks have been pretty pretty bloody good, to be honest. Like I'm I'm a like a pedestrian on a major highway. Like get out of the way, mate. <laughs> what, what are you are you wearing something like what What are you wearing? Like the, the actual logistics of running. Got a couple of mates who love their running and asked me to ask you about that. Like, uh, did you have to put much research into what you're wearing every day, given chafe, given the fact that you're running twenty seven thousand kilometres? Like, I feel like you'd have to have a fair bit of planning behind that. Uh, no, no, just uh, just keeping it as as simple as possible. Um, I'd sort of enjoy, despite growing up in Brisbane, I really enjoy the the cold i much prefer running cold so i've worn nothing but shorts the whole time even like we went a period here in the states like 40 days straight where the temperature was below zero wow um yeah which i was not expecting at all to be honest um and i just yeah just t-shirt and then if it gets a bit cold a long sleeve jumper and a puffer jacket i mean there's been days where i've had like four layers on the entire day because it's been cold but now i keep it my friends at uh, the good people at Hoka Australia have yes. um, have looked looked after me and with shoes and, and running apparel, um, uh, and that, yeah, that's been great. I just wear like I try and get as many fluoro colours as I can, so I stand out a little bit. Yeah, so um, around shoes, imagine that's a relatively important tool of the trade, Daniel. Um, are you wearing like carbon plated ones like marathoners, or is it that the Hoka's? Like what are they? Like what are you wearing? Yeah, I wear the um, the Hoka Clifton Eight. So they're and 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 now most recently the Clifton Nine, which is like a a bigger, bulkier shoe. Yeah. Um, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Definitely not. Oh, I mean, I don't want to talk out of turn. It's probably not built for the their speedier shoe, but it's it's got a lot of. Um, it provides a lot of stabilization and protection for my feet. More so, more comfort than speed, I suppose. How often do you swap them? Um, I think I'm on to pair five, four or five now. So about 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 twelve hundred at the moment. But but I might um, about twelve hundred k's. But I, I, that may change. It all depends on road service. If the road service is good, it doesn't tear it up as much. But if the road service is coarse, then it um. It can be brutal on the shoe, so I change it a little bit more often. What's the ideal surface for you? Like, is it asphalt? Is it dirt? Is it like what's what do you what do, what do you want to be running on? Oh, I'd love to be running on like um, compacted <laughs> like dirt. Worries. Yeah, compacted. Yeah, like compacted dirt. So it's it's a little bit soft, but uh, but bitumen. At the moment, um, America American roads they they don't have sometimes they don't have a big shoulder. But they've got, you know, where they have like ripple strips in Australia. Like, so if you're driving fatigued, you fall asleep, you hit it, and it goes. So in America, they're like, it's like they've run a, like a tire over the road, so it's like dense in the road the whole oh. way through. So on the shoulder, so you're running on that, and your feet are all over the place. Right. Which is yeah. So I'm actually running in like more in the middle of the road and just getting out of the way when cars come. Holy shit. And, yeah, so your support vehicle you spoke about, the RV, is that mm-hmm. right with you the whole time or is uh, – I've seen a bit – does he go in front of you and then come – like how does that work? Are you just out there by yourself or is there a car with you? 
No, I'm out there. I'm out there by myself. The the where where the support crew is sort of is dependent on a how I'm feeling or what the weather's like. So we we came up with a strategy that I'd run 16 k's and stop. Um, then I'd run 15 k's and stop. Then I'd run 13 k's and stop. Then 10 k's and stop. And then to the end of each day. Um, yeah. But that, given like some days have been really hot, that, that we just stop, they stop every three or four kilometers, and I see them. But no, I haven't seen them. They have They don't necessarily. Yeah, they don't. They can't stay with me. It, it, it's because it, I'm running. I'm running into traffic as well. Right. Fucking hell. With, with the support crew, do they have license to? You know, if you're like, boys, I'm done. Do they have license to say, no, nah, you got to keep going? Or who who makes the call? Obviously, you have to at the end of the day, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I oh, they they can be brutal on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that they, they they've, they've been really good at reading me. Like I've like I've kept going most days where there's been some like some days I've just sat in a coffee shop or a Macca's or something or a servo for like an hour, <laughs> and then um, and then got up and gone running again. And I probably wouldn't have if they were there telling me to get going. Um, but yeah, that, I th- yeah, it's, I think it's obvious between when I'm just being petulant and when I'm actually buggered. When you're in your worst moments like that, um, can you talk to our listeners, our audience? What does that feel like? What's if you're out doing something that just defies human ability, to be frank, um, and you find yourself. I, I'm guessing telling telling yourself that you can't do it or you might not be able to do it or it's bloody hard or whatever it is. What's it actually feel like? Like what what's happening in your head? Oh, everything and nothing. Um, um, I just try and tell myself just take just take five more steps and see how you feel, or just take five more steps and keep doing that, or take twenty more steps and see how you feel. And you might come good. Take just just start basically. Um, and just and then, yeah. But when I'm down, I'm just like, oh, I just go. All right, I'll just walk for a bit. I'll just walk yeah. for a bit. And or then I just put, you know, I change what I'm listening to. And then I go, all right, well, I'll just run. I'll put a song on, and I'll go, I'll just run for this song. Right. Um, and see how I feel at the end of the song. But but like I've had some really down moments. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say it's just been a laugh a minute, and I've loved every second of it because that's not that's not. You know, that's not true at all. Um, but for the majority, even in the really times where I felt really shit, I've just run. I mean, I just I actually really enjoy running, you know, and it's not so I'm trying to, you know, it's not so much about the end goal. It's about the journey. Now, if I keep going on the journey, I'll achieve the end goal. What do you listen to? Um, other than you find folk. Yeah, um, I might say so for our listeners, um, not how this came about because I've been watching what Tim's doing, but we had a bit of a convo on Insta. Tim Tim said, can you please start putting out an episode a day, preferably for six to eight hours? That would be nice <laughs> so I can distract myself. I said, oh, sorry, mate, we're just lacking a bit of capacity. But I, feel, I almost feel like maybe we should be doing that now. I mean, <laughs> Tim's, Tim's out there running. Maybe we should just run a podcast we'll all day our, every day. Our phone number. We'll just have it on like, <laughs> all day and we'll just chat. What are, you, yeah. what are you listening to, mate? What are you listening um, to? So to start the day, I, I put for the first couple of K's, I put on just like just music and uh, my music selection is just very eclectic. It'll either be teeny bopper, you know, top 40 stuff or it'll be 80s rock and then pretty well anything in between. Um, and then I will go back to a, a podcast um, yeah. and just feel like I'm in the conversation. Yeah. So it feels like I'm, I'm in the conversation and then, and then I have I'm, I'm battling at the moment between the 16 and the 32k mark. I, I cannot explain why, but I'm battling. So that's music, just that high energy music. And then after that, back to podcasts. And then if I start to slip, because I find the podcast slows me down, which is good. You know, it brings me back. And then and then when I'm feeling down, music pops me back up. So it's just alternating between podcasts and um and uh, and music, to be honest. Chafe is that a thing? Yeah, I got my very good friend Vaseline. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my 
Uh, I just strategically place it, especially especially my um, my thunder thighs. Uh, <laughs> don't don't really enjoy this level of running. So yeah, I, I just chafe is a very real thing. Um, but I just vas put vas anywhere where I think it could potentially rub. Even if it hasn't, I just put it there because it's because there's nothing worse than chafing. Are you applying that like as you go? Or is it no, just- not really. No, I have just one liberal application in the morning, um, and that's seemingly enough. How's your um? What's your weight doing? Are you monitoring that? Is that an important thing um, when you're doing this sort of activity? Yeah, that, yeah. It, I mean, it was early. I lost a lot of weight early when I hit New Zealand. I probably lost like four or five kilos, and I was like, "Oh shit, I can't really afford that." Um, but now, because I'm running a little bit slower and my body has basically like fat adapted. It's just adapted to what I'm doing. I'm still like, I'm burning potentially say 5,000 calories a day. Um, but I'm, but yeah, I'll probably put that weight back on and then maybe some, yeah, I'm not, I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm in good nick at all, to be honest. So what sort of times are you trying to hit when you're out in the road? Like what's, what's a, what are you per kilometer or are you trying to just break it down by by the different sections we're doing like in terms of timings what what sort of paces are you aiming for yeah so in terms of timing on the road we're trying to start between 7 and 7:30 and be off the road between 3:30 and 4 right um and and my pace really dropped off a couple like a, like a couple of weeks ago I was running like I was really struggling between 7:15 and 7:30 k's which is which is like if I'm at home going for a run, I'm probably running, you know, just cruising around at like five five fifteens. So it was yeah. a pretty like it, felt, it just feels like I'm not moving forward to be honest. But but now I'm back to six fifties to seven oh fives, and that's right. that's that's that feels good. That feels comfortable. Um, and then like if I get a honk from a truck or a good song comes on, and I might punch out a lazy six thirty five or something and feel really good about myself. <laughs> What about um, altitude? Are you going up through altitude at all during this running? Yeah, we we did like on the um, if you look at like the topography of uh, the US, the western side of the country is all hills, and the eastern side is relatively flat. Um, so through the west side, I think we got to two and a half thousand meters above sea level, which is not extraordinary high, but I mean, it's higher than any place in Australia. And, um, and we lived at a, uh, anywhere between a mile, like 1,600 and 2,000 metres above sea level for about a month. And we're wow. running across, running across um, Arizona into New Mexico. Um, but the biggest, the biggest climb I'll have to do, I think, will be when I cross um, Chile into Argentina across the Andes. Which which can oh my route has me going to about no oh, maybe maybe twenty six hundred. Wow. Are you trying to avoid hills? A hundred percent. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like I'm changing the route on the daily to go. Nah, too hilly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like I'll I will literally change roads I run down if 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 the app that I use says this one's flatter. I'm going that way. Oh shit, yeah. What is, oh shit yeah as Hammer would say absolutely um, now what about what about what are you eating how how are you how, is it a normal not you just having sitting down and having breakfast so you got a your specially curated plan what 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 are you putting into um, I got I got a plan but that that changes because because before it started I was like yeah I can eat you know I can eat anything um, all the time like I could eat the same meal you know three meals a day seven days a week that's not true. <laughs> So, so I go through periods where I can eat the same thing for like a month or two months, but then um, it's changed. So at the moment I'm having like scrambled eggs on toast for breakfast um, and then like smoothies, like, like just like peanut butter, coffee, oats, berries just chucked in a smoothie basically and I have like three of them a day. I've had, I can't even, countless bananas. Um, and then just energy drinks as well, as well as Red Bull and Coke when, when used to perk me up basically. And then for dinner, 
I'll just, I'll, I'll basically eat until I feel sick. Right. And right. then, and then I'll stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been the plan because I just rather felt like the worst thing I want to feel is depleted. Mm. So how does I'll, that go I'll then? Try and, How does that go then using the bathroom? Are you like, are you having to make stops or you just go wherever you're going or, I mean, I imagine at some points you're, you're just in the middle of nowhere and you have to just pull over on the side of the road. Yeah, like I, I, I've just basically used New Zealand and America as my toilet um, <laughs> for, num- for number ones. Um, but I've, I've had to do just one emergency poo uh, and just that was one. earlier on. In, yeah, just one, like, and I had to go in the bush. Um, and there was like a herd of cattle like, that was staring straight at me and they had not long before that charged me as I was running through the paddock and then I had to stop and do a poo and I'm like oh shit literally and (laughs) metaphorically um but yeah there's enough servos uh and stuff along the way that I haven't had to worry about it too much but my body hasn't really needed to either sort of just in the morning and then in the afternoon um are you on track to break this world record do you think you're gonna do it um yeah I've got to think I'm gonna do it I I'm I'm not the weather was just horrific. So I, I, I've fallen. I mean, it's, an, it's, it's a piss poor excuse because the weather is not something I can control. But um, I'm about I'm about 200 and oh, about 300 k's behind where I thought I would be. But but the guy that has done it didn't exactly. He didn't average 60 k's a day the whole time. He had ups and downs as well. Yes. So the, the aim is I just want to keep it close and when I hit Perth, hopefully in November, that I can just uh, – there'll be a wave of support and I can just crank it and, you know, hit 65, 70 Ks a day to bring it home and, 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 and take the record. Yeah, absolutely. I'm running with Tim when he gets to Perth. That, like we talk about fat chat um, here on, on Back Chat, which I know you would have heard of, Timmy. I, we're, we're getting right. the fuck around, Tim. I mean, seriously, it's about the least we can fucking do, I would have thought. What do you reckon, Daniel? Yeah, I'm keen. I'll run as far as I can. It should be <laughs> two kilometers. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not. It's the best thing about it, Dan, is it's, uh, I'm, I'm not running quickly. <laughs> yeah. So you can, you, can eke out, you can eke out a few extra Ks. <laughs> um, looking to the future, mate. Um, uh, do you think once you finish this, you'll ever run again? <laughs> do you think you're going to be sick of running? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I think I'm sick of running right now. No, I am. Um, I absolutely. I, I mean, I, I still love it. Like, it's still so great. It's like what it's done for my life. Um, yeah, I'll keep absolutely. I'll keep running. I, what I am looking forward to though is just lying on a beach and enjoying a few shelters. Yes, that's. <laughs> That's, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking, I'm looking forward to doing nothing, like just for, just even for two days, because I haven't, you know, I haven't had that at all. It's just been, everything's on the go. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'll never stop running. Um, talked about the why earlier on, but, but what, what do you want to get, get out of this? Like what, what, what's the, what's the biggest thing, you know, for you, but then for, for other people, how can we help? What, 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 what do you want to, what do you want to have done when you get to the end of this? Um, oh, great question. I, what I would love to do is, and I've seen it a little bit already is, is, is get people moving or, or questioning why they're not moving or, or changing their, their, their lifestyle. So they do move a bit more, um, that that's that's the ultimate goal because because it just it just changed my life so much and it's so important and we and as a country and as a globe we spend so much money on health at the wrong end and why not mm. spend it preventing all the disease and shit instead of instead of spending it you know on on big pharma you know plying us with drugs when we can just move. Um, yeah. That, that's the that's the the ultimate goal, and then yeah, and then obviously I'd love to you know somehow you know make you know commercialize what I've done as well, and I'll try and get some of the money I've poured into it back. 
Um, and I, I just want to, I just want to go everywhere and, and just tell people what I've done, why I did it and then move with them, go for a run, play tennis, golf, who gives the stuff what it is, but go and move with them. That's ultimately what I'd love to do when I get home. How can people, so listeners, our audience, um, if they're in business, if they're individuals, how, how can we help you, mate? Because I, I want to do that. What, 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 what can we do? Well, I mean, finan- financially, the, the yep. best thing is if you can um, go onto my, my social media, my Instagram at, um, at Timmy Al Franklin, and there's just on the a link in the bio is just to my GoFundMe page. Um, which is uh, and, and any donation, great, small, whatever is, it would be a, a huge help because it's um, it's not only going to benefit me but also my charity partners. So we're splitting we're splitting the money, and the more money I raise, the more the less I take, and the more the charity partners get. So and and but there, if there is commercial partners that would like to invest more, then they can just direct message me. Um, and we can get on and they, you know, I can do more for them or, or shout them out. I've been really lucky. A couple of, um, people have, have invested and they want me to come and talk to their company when I get home and they've given me the money up front for uh-huh. me to talk to them, you know, when I get back about, about the journey and about, about movement and, and all that sort of jazz. So that's, that's the biggest way, the biggest way. And, and like from a financial perspective, I'd, I'd love it, but, what I also love is is messages that I'm receiving of like people out like, you know, running with their kids in a pram or kicking a footy with their kids in the park because they're like, oh, I wasn't going to do this, but I felt tired. But I saw your post when you looked rat shit, but you still got out and ran. So I did this, you know, and I feel better for it. So that that sort of that constant message is is it keeps you know inspiring me to turn up every day and and just give and and all I'm doing is giving my best effort. And some days that's you know, 65Ks, other days that's, you know, today was, yeah, a shit day. Today was 12Ks, but, it, I mean, all I can do is give my best. Mm. I, was on your Stra- I was on your Strava this morning just having a bit of a look because that, that's how you sort of track a few things. Um, so, I, Dan, I, I, so just talking to you, mate, like the, the reason why I'm intrigued and, and, look, I've been an elite athlete, right, so I've, I know how to exercise, I know how to get the best out of myself, but finishing up, um, my movement has dropped off. You, you find excuses not to move. You find excuses why having a drink and being lazy, it's easier than actually doing what you're doing. So, you know, just seeing what you're doing has actually inspired me a little bit, you know, even just the smallest bit. Like I went for a run the other day. I went four kilometres. I thought, oh, see what Tim did today. Tim's just slapped out a 70K run there, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, he slapped out 700Ks last week. I did, I did 14. Um, you can follow Timmy over at Strava, just like one for just, just to track just the incredibleness. But, you know, you can see how you're going as well. That's a good, pretty good um, tool for you to, to, to track what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome because it just yeah, it gives you so much data, I suppose, as well. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. And then people can see exactly what you're up to. And the only thing is, yeah, it stops you from bloody cheating, though, doesn't it? <laughs> Have you ever thought, oh, I know your answer say no, but surely that creeps oh, into your mind. Sh- oh, oh, as Hammer would say, oh, shit, yeah. I'm like, if I just get in the car and drive 50 k's up the road, who's going to absolutely give a shit? Who's ever going to know? Yeah, I've thought that a lot, to be honest. Yeah, yeah wow. Um, yeah. But you haven't, and we know you haven't. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. the Strava. The Strava keeps me honest. Yeah, any more questions for no, Tim? Let's, let's, let's go, Scotia. All right, Scotia Media. No, it's coming at you, Tim. You've heard enough from us. We've had some great questions from our fans about what you're doing over there. We're going to finish with that first one, Dan. Sure. Um, and we sort of just spoke about this second one. We've spoken about the third one. So, Supertramp underscore Bryce. Uh, what's been your favorite meal each day and what have you gotten sick of? Uh, my favorite meal is, is probably breakfast with the scrambled eggs. Um, and what I've, what I ate for the first 65 days for breakfast was like oats, like one minute oats with bananas, honey, protein powder. And I literally, I like dry reach now. If I, <laughs> if I look at a bowl of oats, I'm completely sick of it. Um, uh, we'll right. go Freddie Flanagan. Uh, hello, Fred. 
Hello, Fred. Uh, for expected pace for Tim, how does he weigh up the decision on how fast to go? Um, faster, so less time on feet, but bangs up body, or slower, but means more time um, in, the, in the feet? Yeah, I, I just let my body tell me how fast I'm going, to be honest. I, yeah, it's a, it's a real, really fine balancing act. Like yesterday, I felt great, and I looked down my watch, and yeah, I was crunching out 6.30s, and I'm like, well, Timbo, it's going to have to ease back a bit. But I try to ease back and I go back to 60. So I just let my body sort of do what it needs to do um, to get the Ks done, I suppose. And we just run for time. So that's seven to four. And if I if I get 50 or 70, that's what it is. I'm not, I'm not going to keep pushing at this stage. Whistles Rockefeller. Whistles. Uh, uh, your current PB is over 5, 10, half and full marathon. Um, if you can talk through those. Right. Um, my 5K PB is 18.06. Yes. Um, my 10K is 40 flat. My watch said 39.59. The official clock said 40 flat. <laughs> um, so I was filthy. Um, half marathon is... 125, I think, 125. Um, very... And a marathon is 306. It's 306. So there, yeah. yeah I qualify you to be a good, like, one-off marathon runner having about to run 400 of them? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> um, uh, no, because the I'm – the longer an event goes, sort of the better I am. So I haven't ever been like quick, quick. Like, I mean, relatively they're reasonable times compared to the the population. But I mean, I'm I'm no. I mean, the people I train with just run rings around me, really. So so they're okay times. But the, the longer the event goes, the seemingly better I am at it. So like days um, and weeks. Right. Um, I've got one to throw in here. Do you have anything Aussie to keep you like? Uh, feeling Australian while you're out on the road internationally? Like, I don't know, like, do you play fantasy AFL? Do you, um, do you watch, do you listen to footy somehow? Do you, uh, do, you, do, you do stuff like that? Yeah, well, I, like I've got, um, so all the podcasts, like a lot of the podcasts I listen to, uh, well, you guys, um, like the, then Triple M Aussie Rules, so all like the rubs, the midweek right. rubs, all that, uh, all the NRL uh, ones as well on Triple M, the Marty Sheargold show on yeah, Triple M say. Melbourne. Oh, Jeez. brilliant! And they've been, they've been. There's been a similar to you guys. There's been a bit of banter between them and than me. So I listen to all that, and then um, my support crew at the moment, a big Bombers fan, um, which is disappointing. Um, but so we, yeah, we watch all the highlights of the footy, and we listen. To, like it's on at like four a.m. So we're waking up, and we we put it on. Nice. Um, just listen to it on the radio and then watch the highlights that night or something. Yeah, I think you might need to Keep going, keep going. Oh, just you, and, and then I ring I ring home. So my end of day now is like your starter day. So, I, I'm yeah, technology's allowed me to be like super connected. Yes. Um, I think we know the answer to this. This might be the first guess we, we actually know the answer to this, Dan. <laughs> the first uh, one. From the Eggman, how does Tim like his eggs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> scrambled. Scramble every day of the week. Every day of the week. I've got one more before we finish up. Yeah. Um, the barefoot running sort of thing with the the guys like out in the hills in South America and stuff, is that um, are you potentially going to catch up with them because they run for days on end? Yeah, like it's, again, like just logistically catching up with anyone has been so <laughs> hard. But, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for running with anyone um, as long as I'm still allowed to wear shoes. <laughs> but but I think they're more. I think they're based in. Are they based in Mexico? I yeah, feel it's like, like yeah. After, you know, in Mexico, the, the yeah. guys that run the you know yeah days and days without shoes on. Yeah, I think, and I'm. Um, I think they are. I, I, I could be completely wrong, but yeah, because we're hitting. I'm hitting South America in winter, which is going to be an interesting experience. Um, but we're heading south, so we're Chile, going down south and crossing over into Argentina. Um, but yeah, I'll run with anyone. So, mate, we're looking forward to you touching uh, deck here in Australia. You got a you know a few months ahead of you, and we're thinking of you. 
Um, I just you know, really appreciate you jumping on, mate. Now you've got to get to bed. You've had a bad day today, but we wanted to tell you, mate, you're absolutely fucking killing it. Yep. We're just in awe of what you're doing over there, mate. And we're going we're gonna to become a support crew back here in Perth for you. We're going to get right around you, make sure you get through it, and um, we'll be waiting here when you get to Perth, mate. How's that sound? Oh, that's awesome, guys. Yeah, thanks, um, thanks for all your support and, um, and just keep the pods coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna ramp it up for you, mate. We're gonna get some <laughs> some twelve yeah. hour marathons going for you. <laughs> and you moved you moved the, the the footy one across, so I had to go and find that one. But that's all good. <laughs> footy cars. I'm sorry, I'm sorry yeah. fuck. Put it on the other feed. And you yeah. okay? You need to go back and listen to this one because then that's an episode that you you know you won't have. Just listen back to yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I find that really tough. Yeah, so he hasn't been broken in 132 days, and day one three three, he listens to himself talking, and he just stops. Yeah, I just fly home, <laughs> um, mate. I'm just mindful of you, um, us taking too much of your rest time and stuff. So for our patrons, yep. we're not going to do an extra bit for Tim. He's been incredibly generous with his time. Yep. Um, a big thank you to all of our sponsors. You've heard about Tim's. If you want to help Tim out as well, can you just repeat um, where they need to go to, Timmy? Just um, sponsor wise. Yeah, so if you duck onto my Instagram page at, at Timmy R. Franklin, um, you can just click on the on the link in the bio and that will take you through to my GoFundMe page. Awesome, mate. We'll, so we'll you put can, it up on yeah, socials. You find well. it on our socials as well, backchat double underscore. Um, keep sending us, send us your emails, get in touch with us, backchatpodcast.com.au. Get all the stuff there. Become a patron, our VIPs. We love you. Fleet Network proudly bringing you Backchat of 2023. Mm. Uh, maybe we can – I think when, when Tim gets back here, we need to sort him a car out. Yeah, sure. right. right. Um, Swimply, thank you. Whippersnapper Whiskey, thank you. Margaret River Roasting Co., thank you. Blue Bet, thank you. Shelter Brewing Co., thank you. Leadable Cameras, thank you. Tim Franklin, thank you very much, yeah, mate. Thanks, You're a mate. fucking hero. <laughs> thanks very much, gents. I love it. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs> 